Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Dad Educates Daughter on 80s Music. This is episode 23 of 25 on series one, which means that we have almost come to the end of the early 80s, which actually only cover 80 (laughs) to 81. (laughs) Very early 80s. Yeah, but the weird thing is that when we come to series two, which covers obviously from 1982, it only goes up to 1985 with 18 episodes. That's crazy, isn't it? Obviously, the bands we've listened to, a lot of them were still mainstream in 1985. Yeah, like at the early, they carried on. So mid-80s, not as many people were forming because there was so much out there anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So anyway, how are you? I'm all right, Dad. Not bad. I've had quite a joyful week, I'd say. I've got high hopes this week. Have you? Yes. I'd already done my notes, but I was just re-looking at them. I'll be honest, I was thinking we could have a full house of hits this week. But then I was re-going over my notes and there's probably one or two that might not actually. But I still think there's enough to uh, Well, you've got five. so yeah so I was, I was just about to say so last week you had sister sledge yeah the pointer sisters uh-huh. shack attack uh-huh. freeze uh-huh. and the brothers johnson yeah now i actually missed off a group which we'll have to fit in somewhere else oh, <laughs> there should have been another it. yeah a group called chicago should have been in here as well you should have had six i've just looked oh my goodness i think you said Wait, Chicago? Yeah. I feel like in last week's episode you said Chicago as well. I probably did because I've obviously read it off here. And then when I sent you the songs, I've obviously missed them off. Uh. I've literally just seen it as I was reading through and I thought, Chicago? I never looked at those. (laughs) Yeah. So we've missed them out. So they will have to be added on along with, um, I said about another group, didn't I, that I come across... um, that we'd missed off and I've forgotten who that was now. Um, I said, oh, they need to, uh, they need to be added on. They will be added on at some point because that was my fault. Thin Lizzy was the others. So that's two now that are going to carried over somewhere where I'll have to fit them in where I think they'd fit. um, Because that was certainly Chicago was my fault because they should have been in this week's. And it's only literally just now when I've looked I've noticed it. I hadn't noticed it in a week. Otherwise, I'd have given you it later on. So, yeah, so they, they're not in it. Um, but the <laughs> other five, um, I have sort of high hopes for. Right, okay. So well, we'll see. Let's talk some music and let's assess how many number ones you think you've had. I went with four. Oh. I don't know. Is that too high? You had, well, first of all, let me ask you, because I don't think you'd even get the number one. So so what are your best? Wait, so there's only one number one. There's only one number one. Now, what were your favourite songs for each artist? Uh, So Lost in Music from Sister Sledge. Okay. Automatic from the Pointer Sisters. Uh Down on the Street with Shack Attack. Southern Freeze by Freeze, Light Up the Night by Brothers Johnson. Okay, so you said five number ones. Four. Four number ones. What were your number ones? Where were you going? 
from Sister Sledge and Pointer Sisters. Okay, and what's three, two songs from each? Um, oh, hang was on, it was three it just... and one or two and two? No, no, right. It was two from Sister Sledge, one from Pointer Sisters and one from the Brothers Johnson. Okay, so what were you going with? Stomp from Brothers Johnson. Okay. And then I was going for We Are Family. Yeah. Oh, no, two from the Pointer Sisters. Sister. Got them the wrong way around. So okay. We Are Family from Sister Sledge and then Jump yeah. and I'm So Excited from the Pointer Sisters. Right, okay. Fine. No, no, no. I'm not. So, I'm not going to. Well, give you it away said now. you don't think I'm going to get it, so it's not. I don't. Be... I don't think. I don't think you would have got the number one. Okay. If now you know there's only one. If I had to push you on it, where would you? Where would you go with? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Not we are family. You're going no. with I'm so excited. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay. Well, we'll start now then with Sister Sledge. Yeah. So I actually knew a few of these. I was when you sent me the list, I was very excited. I was like, oh my goodness, I know some of these. I knew what they sounded like. I was like, it's gonna be a great week. Fantastic. Yeah, and they're such feel it's a good way to start your day off. If you ever having a rubbish morning, put a bit of sister sledge on. Get a bit of lost in music and we are family on, and you're there, you're happy. But obviously they're like disco-y, cheesy. That's what I got from these. And it's the music that makes you want to move. Like, it's just perfect for anyone. I swear, if you said that you don't like it, there's something wrong with you. Because when you sent me the list and I was going, oh, I know some of these, you were, like, a bit shocked because you said that you only know, like, two of the whole songs, which I'm... Uh, no. uh, of Sister Sledge, I remember, and I suppose it's because of the years when they were, Lost in Music, We Are Family and Frankie. They're the, the ones I remember from Sister Sledge. Okay. All right. I thought, and they're okay. They're okay. They're amazing. Um, they're okay. Oh, you've got problems. But the weird thing is, so you you come in and you've got like the thinking of you, lost in music. We are family. I mean, got to love somebody is a bit. It's not as high. Um, Tempo. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not as up there. See. Yeah, and then. You get all your disco-y, dancey moving, and you come back to Frankie, and that puts it back down a bit, you know, changes it up a bit, slowed it down. So I'm intrigued at how Frankie, because I got to love somebody, that's obviously the first one they came in with, but I'm intrigued at how Frankie charted, because it was after all these really good disco-y, cheesy songs. And you got to remember, Frankie was, I mean, I'll let you know now, that was 1985. So the, the, the music has completely changed by 1985. Yeah. We are more into the synth pop music. And, yeah, and that's um, not The dis- disco is gone. That's, yeah. that's now gone. And we're now into the, what I call 80s, what you represent as 80s music, pop music, mm. synth pop, whatever kind of pop. Electric. You, you, and... Yeah, yeah. Electric pop, synth pop, sophisti pop, that yeah. kind of, you know. Yeah, so, so I'm intrigued yeah. at where that's come because that's not like it's not even poppy, really, Frankie. Mm. It's just like a slowed down, it's quite a mellow song, but I like mm. it. But yeah, there weren't much to say about them, to be honest, because they're just, yeah. you know, they come in, they, they do their stuff. Do you know what's really nice having girl groups? Because we've uh-huh. not really had any at all. So these are coming strong, like Sister Sledge and Pointer Sisters, they've come in strong. Started off my week yeah. and I'm like, this is, yeah, 
bit of girls in here. That's what I've really yeah. enjoyed. And watching the videos, sister said they're nice and bright and colourful. They're just they're just lovely. And in one of their videos, they're wearing bomber jackets. I was like, oh, here's the 80s clothing. <laughs> Not seeing like much of it. So that was nice. Yeah. yeah. So Sister Sledge, as you can imagine by the name, is sisters. Yeah. With the surname <laughs> Sledge. So you've got Debbie Sledge, Kim Sledge, Kathy Sledge, and Joni Sledge. And then Carol Sledge joined in 1979 for the tours but didn't actually join the group. Oh, right, okay. They were formed in 1971 in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Okay. Pennsylvania. And they are known for R&B, funk, disco and pop soul. Okay, yeah, I can see that, definitely. They made their breakthrough in 1979. Oh, wow. After their record company, Atlantic Records, put them in touch with Nile Rogers and Bernard Edwards of Cheek. You must have heard of Nile Rogers. No. And Cheek sang the song, oh, Cheek, the, oh, wait, I can't sing. I, but yeah, <laughs> they, they were 90, they were the 70s, and Nile Rogers is big. He Is he a singer wrote, or a producer? Well, he or? was a singer with Chick, with, with Chick, Cheek, whatever you want to say, C-H-I-C. So him and the, the record company bought Nile Rogers and Bernard Edwards from Cheek in, and after some initial challenges of working collaboratively together eventually it all came in place with the breakthrough of he's the greatest dancer charting number one in the u.s r&b chart mm. and then the album we are family went platinum oh wow and then from there obviously they went they went on so the greatest dancer was 1979 so that's when right. you didn't have that it. didn't have that one but yeah. what i don't get if they were formed in 1979 they didn't have a breakthrough until no, formed, no, no in formed in 1971. And yeah. didn't have a breakthrough until 79. No. What were they doing in that time? Would they have been we in like the indie clubs charts? And that and playing no, about? no, no. That, we, we were in America with these, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they'd have been singing in clubs and that and just having very small success, I suppose. Nothing oh, big. Okay. They then got, they then got together with... This Nick Nile Rogers guy. Nile Rogers, right. yeah. Okay, because I always wonder, I'm like, what were you doing? Yeah. So he wrote a song, produced it, and... As I say, the greatest dancer got to number one on the back of it. And the We Are okay. Family album obviously done very well because it was certified platinum. Wow. So, and then that was it then. Once you've made your breakthrough. You can carry on, can't you? Yeah. I'm with you. So Frankie was written by Denise Rich, another writer who obviously writes for other people mm. rather than sings. And it's supposedly about Frank Sinatra. Oh. And the song was produced by Nile Rodgers. So he was still involved with them, even in 1985. Okay. Stuck around. Yeah. So Joni died in 2017 at the age of 60 of natural causes. And I suppose that since then, that's been the end of Sister Sledge. So they carried on until? They were still going. But yeah, so just so you know as well, Niall Rogers, he actually wrote. So he's got the credits for We Are Family. Mm -hmm. And so he wrote it and produced it. But also, just so you know how big he was, he also um, produced, among others, Duran Duran's The Reflex um, and Notorious, and also Madonna's Like a Prayer. Oh, OK. I've never heard of him, now. Well, look up Cheek, C-H-I-C. Cheek. And there's a song, and I can't remember it. Uh, do. 
do 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 cheek to cheek or whatever. Oh, something like that. But that was Niall Rogers, and he's still big in the music industry now. He comes up on um, La Freak. Things. Is That's that it? it? La Freak. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know that song. Yeah. All right. That's cheap. I don't know what you were Niall trying Rogers. to sing, but yeah. No, I don't know either. <laughs> So that, that pretty much is the sister sledge. So, yeah, four sisters. And as I say, the fifth sister joined them on tour. And it was mainly their record company putting them in touch with Nile Rodgers and, and also Bernard Edwards that then saw them rise. So I suppose they had people writing songs for them. They weren't mm. as such. They Obviously, I suppose they did write songs themselves, but They're as proved that they never, they never made a breakthrough until other people got involved. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, that's not a bad thing, is it? Because they still get the credits. I don't think it's a yeah. bad thing. I think it's worse if you just do covers. Whereas, because we've spoken about this before with people doing covers and not writing their own songs yeah. and being original. I don't think it's bad to be a singer and not be able to write songs as long as you're giving credit. No, and it happens, it happens quite a lot that um, mm. people write songs for others. It's, I think that's the difference between a cover yeah, because you make it your own. It hasn't. No one else has heard it. You make yeah, it your exactly. own, and it's known as yours. Yeah, someone else covers it, and they always go, "Oh, that's a cover of such." A... Yeah, no one yeah. ever says that's a cover of Sister Sledge's "We Are Family," which was written by Noel Rogers. Yeah, yeah, like you don't really know who's written the songs unless you. No, unless you actually look up. Look yeah, up. you just yeah. automatically say, "Oh, that we are family," and then people oh, will automatically Sister say Sister Sledge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 1980 got to love somebody. Mm. That only got to number 34. Okay. Do you know what? Out of their five songs that you gave me, that's the one that I didn't connect with as much. Okay. But you connected with which one? Lost in Music or We Are Family? I connected with all the rest. Lost in Music oh, right. was my favourite, but okay. I liked Lost, all the rest. Right. Uh, 1984, Thinking of You, number 11. Oh, okay. That's a big jump, isn't it? 1979. Oh. Lost in Music. Number 17. Why are you doing that to me? 1984 re-release, Lost in Music. Okay. Number four. Oh, so it did better. So it done better on the re-release because by now they're big. And yeah. it just shows you how one record, you can release it. It can be as, I mean, it, it may have had, uh, probably Niall Rogers got involved with the production of it. Mm. And so it was a bit better. But the same music... Released in 1979, got to number 17. The same, sorry, the same song. Then again, it's released in 1984 when people know you a bit better and it gets to number four. But 17 ain't bad, you know. No, no, no. And then in 1993, it was re-released again and got to number 14. So still higher charting than its original release. So 17, 4, 14. Okay. 1979. We Are Family, number eight. Oh, yeah. that's good. 1984 re-release, We Are Family, number 33. No, yeah. shut up. Yeah. No, I'm quite shocked about that. You yeah, know. yeah. You will be when you hear that in 1993, when it was re-released again, it got to number five. So what? completely different way of that going to lost in music and we are family was re-released yet again in 2004 but we won't even bother going there because it only got to number 93 (laughs) 
I'm a bit shocked, you know, because like we are family, like everyone knows that. It's always played it. Well, it's released every decade by the look of it. So um That's why I know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been played on my radio for yeah. like <laughs> every year. 1985, <laughs> Frankie. Yeah. Number one. Oh, that's the number one. That is the number one. And it's one of those for me. I mean, I remember when it came out, I do remember it. And it it was okay, but it wasn't a song. Yeah, it's not like the best know. song. But is it? now I prefer that song. I'm not a disco e and I think it's okay. Mm. And I've got a dad called Frank. So, you know. If that's how you want to go with it, Dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't like I like it. And you know, it being number one, and like, you know, it's not like a song that I don't like. It's not from a band that I don't like. So I'm not gonna be like, oh, for goodness sake. Like it is a good song, but I'm just a bit shocked. But then I guess the music did change from yeah, exactly. the time anyway. And I suppose so. it's like Bee Gees with You Win Again. That was their number one mm. in the 80s. Totally different to, to Staying Alive yeah. and all the other, yeah. the other um, songs. Yeah. And Sister Sledge in a sense has done the same. And obviously they changed their writers then. So they've gone from Nile Rogers with the disco we upbeat mm. tempo of, of dance music. And they went with Debbie Rich, who wrote this song of supposedly just about Frank Sinatra. I'm trying to think of what it sounds like, like getting the lyrics in my head to be like, is it about somebody? But it must be. But yeah, no, it is a good song. It's just, I don't know, I thought, I always think that because I know them, the ones that I know are going to be the big ones because otherwise, what, like, how are they, why are they so big? Like, I mean, with We Are Family, it's because it's absolutely blooming re-releases. So everyone knows yeah. it, didn't they? But yeah, yeah, I never think it's going to be one that I've never heard of or... Like when it's going against ones that I have heard of. So I'm, I'm shocked in that sense. But no, good song. Deserves yeah. to be there. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. Moving on to the Pointer Sisters. Yeah. So which sisters did you prefer? Oh, now you're asking. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's which a... got you moving in your car the most on the way to work? Which put you in the better mood? I'm going to have to go to Pointer Sisters, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. they've just got that bit more of a, I don't know, but very, very close, very close, like uh-huh. paper thin close. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Very close. Good. At least I know they're both a hit. Well, that's just cheating. <laughs> I think I guessed before when I gave them to you last week. You did. <laughs> I think you guessed as soon as you gave me the list. I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm so excited. Um. Knew some of these songs again. Although yeah. I did, I like kind of skimmed over Jump until Yvonne sent me a video of Hugh Grant doing the dance in Love Actually to the song. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, I do yeah. know that song. So yeah, I skimmed over that one. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited on here. I'm going to be loving life. But to be fair, I only know them too from these. What? Automatic and I'm so excited. No, Jump. And I'm so excited. So when I gave you the list, you only knew I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, obviously I did know Jump, but I kind of skimmed and didn't take in the name of it. But they've got good voices, these lot. And some of these songs are a bit slowed down compared to Sister Sledge, but they're still sing-along. Uh-huh. And then, so at the beginning... It's like slow, but I guess it's the same with Sister Sledge. They had their first one that was a bit slower, a bit, you know, lower down. And then they came in with their yeah. more disco-y and upbeat ones. And the, what I do like about these is the beginning is like a pure instrumental kind of bit, but not too long where I'm out, for goodness sake. 
but it gets you gets you ready for kind of what's coming like is it going to be an upbeat or is it going to be a bit mellow so I like that and they show that they have a range they kind of change their voices a bit in the different songs I like hearing a range of what people can do and they have that nice range that can be chilled out but they do literally have just that one song that is nice and relaxed but I like it like it's not it's not too relaxed and it doesn't not fit in with all of their other songs but I feel like these lasted longer than Sister Sledge they're still going oh are they I'll explain that wow so um, so yeah so the point of Sisters again like Sister Sledge Sisters yeah is their surname Pointer funny enough (laughs) Ruth Pointer Anita Pointer Bonnie Pointer and June Pointer so again, like Sister Sledge, four sisters. Yeah. They were formed in 1970 Ooh. in Oakland, California. Mm. And they are known for R&B, the same as Sister Sledge, soul music, pop and dance post-disco. So then mm. they're more post-disco than disco. Yeah. Do you know what you say um, in their genres? I did um, think that they've got, like, they're not just disco. They've got, like, layers to them. I didn't think that of Sister Sledge. Sister Sledge was more like their disco. They're, like, this type yeah. of dance music. And I suppose but, that's the Niall Rogers mm, effect. But the point of Sisters, they definitely, I think, you know how I say that their voices changed a bit? I think when their voices change, it's, like, a change in, like, vibe or genre or what it is. And I did get a bit of soul from them, to be fair. So I agree with okay. that. So Bonnie and June, they both left in 1977. Oh. However, however, June rejoined a year later. So by the time of the 80s, there was only three of them. Right. So Bonnie had left. Uh, okay. No, to be fair, thinking of the videos, I can only picture three of them. Unfortunately, June Pointer died in 2006, aged 52, after mm. suffering a stroke. She was evidently already, or she was already in hospital after being diagnosed with cancer anyway. But yeah, she she then got a stroke and right. obviously didn't recover from that. And then Bonnie Pointer died in 2020, age 69, from a cardiac arrest. But And she had underlying health problems as well with liver disease. Right. But obviously she she evidently went off the rails. And I suppose because she wasn't in the group anymore and with the success, I'd, I'd, you know, it obviously... Oh, yeah, because that's the one that left in 77. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, and she wasn't at the funeral of June and there was some uh she come out that um she wanted to be cremated or buried I can't remember I can't remember which way around it yeah. was whatever she was she was saying that she didn't want that and what have you so she became a bit um of a recluse from the family okay from what I've read so yeah I wonder whether that was like jealousy or I don't know. Yeah, I don't, don't know. I don't know the reasons know why the they both left politics. at the time and why one come back and the other didn't. Mm. And yeah. So with the Point Sisters, um, they are amongst hundreds of artists who lost their master recordings in the 2008 studio, Universal Studio fire. I don't know if you remember that. It was on the news no. that Universal Studios had a fire and where it was is where loads of master recordings were. artists who were under that label and it was announced that the Pointer Sisters were one of the artists that lost their master recordings so in other words a master tape is what they use to then re-record so greatest hits albums yeah what have you like the original yeah yeah they lost theirs they had seven albums in the 80s I didn't do albums actually with um 
I didn't. I didn't no, you didn't. Down. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, did, I have written it down. I'll just quickly. We'll do them together. So just so you know, Sister Sledge had five albums in the 80s. Yeah. Um, Ten in total. Yeah. With obviously one number one, as we know, in Frankie. Yeah. The Pointer Sisters, they had seven albums in the 80s, 16 in total. Oh, but then they've had, and they've had three top 10 singles. Right. So Dare Me yeah. reached number one on the US dance chart. Not bad. I'd take that. Yeah. Number one in a cent. And while um, that was their biggest hit, as far as America went, obviously in dance chart, previous to that, Automatic had reached number two, Neutron Dance number four, and Jump number eight were all charted in the top ten for them in America. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's not saying our charts. I'm just going yeah. obviously where they're bigger because that's where they're from. And obviously yeah. that's where most people want to make because that's where you want to make it in America. You've got you? more people. If you get a number one in America, you're selling a hell of a lot more records than if you were number one over here, obviously. Yeah. Because of the size of the country. So as I explained to you, the group is still going. Yeah. And it's through Roof. Right. So Roof is now 75. Jeez. And still tours as the Pointer Sisters. And she's doing it. Now, wait for this. She's doing it with her daughter, Issa, or Isa, I-S-S-A, mm-hmm. who is 43. Right. Oh, and her granddaughter, Sadako, or Sadako, who is 37. She had a baby young. Hang on a minute. How does that work? Oh, wait. It's not necessarily that daughter's child. I was Correct. like, she was only five. So How that, what went on Rufus, in that family? No, so, yeah. yeah. And, that, and I, I, I was like, I was like, Whoa. So then I found out that Ruth has been married five times and she has five children ranging from 1965 mm. to 1993, where she had twins at the age of 47. And, and um, Isa is the middle daughter or the right, middle so- child. So I'm guessing one of the the older older ones, ones, which were born in 1965, and then I think it was 1966, one of those is the granddaughter who's also performing in the same group. How cool is that, though? So the granddaughter is performing with her grandma, Nan, and her auntie. But how cool is that? That, like, you're performing with someone, like your grandma, your mum are like massive in like the 80s they're like let's keep going and you're like yeah and you become the pointer sisters and you take on that name and you're like i'm living the 80s dream how cool is that to be 37 years old and just like yeah i'll be a pointer sister no problem it means the legacy i suppose can be kept as well so yeah they just got hope that their children can keep singing like yeah yeah. don't lose their voices so the group received Grammy Awards for Jump and Automatic. Okay, I did like Automatic ones, my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> and also the Pointer Sisters performed on the single We Are The World. We Are The World. We Are The World. We Are The People. You must have heard that, no? No, no. It's one of the biggest selling singles, as I will go into. So We Are The World. They performed on it and they and other people, artists that performed on it was Tina Turner, Michael Jackson, Paul oh Simon, goodness. Bob Dylan, Diana Ross and Stevie Wonder. 
And We Are The World was released in 1985 to raise money for Africa. And it raised over $63 million or $149 million if in today's money. Wow. And it was in, a, in effect their... their like the Band-Aid. Being a Band-Aid, yes. Yeah. So this was the America's slant on what they wanted to do. Yeah. And um, obviously in America, as I just pointed out, you sell more singles than you do in England. So although Band-Aid is obviously a big selling and everyone knows, do they know at Christmas, is a big selling single over here. It's not necessarily big over there. Yeah. Whereas We Are The World, who which was their, not version, but what their... Um, Take on raising money. Yeah, yeah. It sold in excess of 20 million copies, and it's the seventh best-selling single of all time behind Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Oh, wow. So Bing Crosby's okay. White Christmas, that's number one, best-selling yeah. single of all time, and this is number seven in that rank. And I can't believe you haven't heard it. No, don't recognise it from your singing. No. Well, that's my singing. Yeah, but I got one in the other week. We did well the other week. But, yeah, I didn't get that. I'll, let, I'll have a listen to it. You have to have a listen to it. But yeah, um, you've only got to look at the people involved. As I say, Tina Turner, Michael Jackson, mm. Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, Bob Dylan. So yeah, a lot of people. And obviously as a point, the sisters were involved. So yes. Okay. So yeah, they're a lot bigger than Sister Sledge then. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. would say so. And the fact that they're still going. And also they did write. Um, I mean, I did look up. So a bit like... Um, Sister Sledge, they had writers writing yeah. songs, but they did write I'm So Excited. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, do you know what you've not said? Yeah. Jump has been covered. Yeah, I was going to go into that when I was doing the chart oh, to wow. show you where Girls Aloud charted. You see? Oh, okay. 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 So Automatic, that wasn't written by them. That was actually written by Brooke or Brock Rolsch and Mark Goldenberg. Mm. Jump. For My Love, that was written by Stephen Mitchell, Marty Sharon, or Sharon, and Gary Scardina, Scardina. And then I'm So Excited was written by Anita June and Ruth Pointer, along with Trevor Lawrence. Oh, okay. So they did. And that's one of one their of biggest their... hits as well. Yeah, yeah. May not be like the highest chart in, I don't know. Will, but... I was about to say, will it be their highest chart? Mm. We shall see. But then look at We Are Family. That didn't chart no, the highest, no. and that's the one. No, that, certainly not in the 80s. You know, no. So 1981, Slow Hand, number 10. Oh, okay. Coming in 1984, strong. 1984, Automatic, number two. <gasps> wow. 1984, Jump for My Love, number six. They're coming in big. And then, as you rightly say, it was put back into... Now, I don't know which version was on the actual film. I think it was... I the think Pointer it's Sisters. the Pointer Sisters. When yeah, I... uh, when he's dressed, getting dressed and, I and think, dancing. I and... don't think Girls Loud were around when Love Actually came out. Yeah, they were, because they were in the chart in the same oh, year. They? So the soundtrack for Love Actually in 2003... yeah had a version of Girls Aloud singing Jump. That was oh. also released by Girls Aloud in 2003. Okay. Oh, that's later than I thought it was. So where do you think it charted? So the original by the Pointer Sisters in 1984, almost 20 years before, mm. got to number six, 
Where do you think Girls Aloud version in 2003 charted? Do you think it was higher than number six? No. Mm, no, it did do well, to be fair. I had that single. I remember getting the Girls Aloud single. Uh, oh, I don't know. Okay. Number two. Oh, okay. So their version charted better than the Pointer Sisters version. But do you think it's because it was in the film? And that's what I mean. That's why I was wondering time. which version. But I I'm seem sure to it's a Pointer Sisters yeah, version. Yeah, I in the thought film. it was. But no one questioning it. I don't it. know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure. sure it's the Pointer Sisters version. I can't hear the Girls Aloud version yeah. in my head. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, Jump For My Love, number six in 1984, and then Girls Aloud in 2003 covered it and got to number two. Going on in 1984, they released I Need You. That got to number 25. 1984, again, I'm so excited. Not even in the top 10. Number 11. Oh, I mean, okay. But still not classed as a top 10. I know it's only one out, but it's not a top 10 hit. No. 1985, Neutron Dance, number 31. And in 1985, bear in mind, this was their big song in America, in the dance yeah. chart, admittedly. They have loads of different charts. Uh, Dare Me in the UK got to number, in, yeah, in the UK chart got to number 17. 17? 17. 17. To be fair, they didn't do bad, though. No, no. Not at all. They're, I think they're a lot bigger than Sister Sledge, for sure, yeah. even though they didn't and, get a number and, one. And Sister Sledge, you've got to think they've re-released different music and still you know they've only had you can't knock sister says they've had a number one and a number four mm. the point of sisters the best they've done was number two and then number six so you know you look at it like but, that yeah but they had their like they had more top tens and they were doing better in america like you didn't really mention america with sister yeah. sledge like they had i think they were just like we always say yeah your chart placings are good but obviously I don't know. Like, you still want to make it in America, don't you? And I think they did better yeah. in America. I'm just going to have a quick look, actually, where Frankie got to in America. Oh, yeah. Because that would be interesting to know whether it did as well over there as obviously it did over here. Yeah. Because they would have probably understood the story. I'll say the story behind it, but obviously Frank Sinatra, big over in America. I was going to say he's big. In... But then it's whether people know it is about him. So just so you know... um, they had a number one with He's the Greatest Dancers, I did mention. They also had We Are Family, number one in the the US R&B chart, but mm. it got to number two in the top 100 billboard. Oh, okay. So they made it into the billboard chart. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to... Oh, Frankie, yeah, didn't do well at all over there. Number 75 in the top 100. Oh. His top chart was um, number 10 in the US... I don't even know what the AC chart is. Adult oh. Contemporary chart. Oh, well, that's a new one, isn't it? So, yeah, that's where it done best. Number 10. Uh, sorry, number 15. There we go. Mm. It was only over here in Ireland where it got to number one. So it's more um, to our ears. and uh, Hits with the British yeah. ears. So um, I would say they had just as much success in America as probably the Pointer Sister did as well. Mm. So they are very similar, very same time sort of group and probably were seen as, I suppose they were like the Duran Duran Spandau Ballet over here. Yeah, yeah, um, I get that. Girls Allowed, Atomic Kitten or Spice Girls and whoever it was they were up against. 
I don't know. Were they against Atomic Kitten? Spare Girls Loud weren't really off against anyone by the time they came. No? No. That's probably so far ahead, weren't they? Was it Girls Aloud and it would have been, no, it would have been Atomic like, Kitten? Oh, yeah, it would have been them, wouldn't it? I suppose the point of System Sisters were a bit like that. Mm. So, yeah. But they do sound very similar. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the sort when you, if you're not sure, you go, oh, that the sister schedule pointless. You could yeah. quite easily get the, the, the songs muddled up with who sang mm. them. Like before I knew who sang them, like I could easily have said, I'm so excited and we are family being the same singers. Like before yeah. I knew uh-huh. that they were from different yeah. artists. So had you heard of Sister Sedge, although you'd heard of the songs? No, I didn't. Had you heard of Sister Sedge and Pointer Sisters? No. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. Moving on then to Shack Attack. Yeah. So firstly, we've got a random name, haven't we? Like <laughs> we've been very straight up with the sisters, and then in comes Shack Attack. I feel like these have gone soul. I feel like we've moved on from the more upbeat, high tempo, disco-y. So these kind of came in and went straight to soul. And they're quiet songs. They've got soft music and their vocals are quite quiet. Like, it's quite weird. Like it's like when they've been recorded, the vocals have been turned down and it's like, on the, whereas usually you can hear the vocals above the background music. Like, I couldn't always hear what they were saying because I was like, you're really quiet. But there's not much upbeat to them, to be honest. Like, they're, right, these I would put in a bar like they'd be like bar music, that kind of place. But they are catchy songs. They're just, I think it's because of that, not that upbeat and they're quite soft. So I think they can go in a bar. And do they have like a saxophone and a flute in there? I feel like they've got something going on and they get very kind of instrumental. They were, or oh, they are dual, say what, so what, so what. S-A-W-A-R-D, uh, on vocals, mm. Bill Sharp on keyboards, Roger Adele on drums, Keith Winter on the electric guitar, Tracy Ackerman on vocals, Steve Underwood on bass between 80 and 81, and then George Anderson was on bass from 1981. Founding member Nigel Wright, who was keyboards, he left in 1983. So the actual founding member oh. behind him, he left. 1983. They were formed in 1980 yeah. in London and they're an R&B jazz funk. Oh, so not soul? No. Oh. I suppose the R- R&B and soul are very similar. Yeah, anyway, to be especially back in them days. My R&B changed a bit, I think, by the time that I was getting R&B. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they were just very, very mellow and very quiet and very instrumental. I did like quite a few of their songs, but yeah. Yeah. So you say about their name. Yeah. Their name derived from a record store in Soho, London. So that's what they were named after. Oh. The, the record store was called Shack. And then Shack became Shack Attack. Fair enough. So, yeah. I mean, when you can explain what the name is, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. But when they're just I don't know what the with... attack is or whatever, but Shack was all that had a C in it, whereas they don't, mm. um, was what it says, um, a record store in Soho, London. Mm. So are they British then? Yeah, London, yeah. Okay. Um, and the band have a big cult following in the Far East, especially Japan. Oh, really? Bigger, which I found out they had bigger hits in Japan than um, they do over here. So they've had 12 albums in the 80s, mm. 33 in total. Wow. Plus, wait for this, another eight live albums on top 
and 30 compilation or greatest hits albums. What on earth? They've had two top 10 singles. So they are still going. Well, they must be with that amount of albums. Yeah. So Jill Seward, Bill Sharp, Roger Adele and Jordan Anderson are still going. Mm. And Bill Sharp and Roger Adele are the principal songwriters. Due to the success in Japan, they have also had six video albums, which were mainly only released in Japan. Right. Video so there's a lot albums. of, when I say 30 compilation albums, a lot of those were only released in Japan. They must be massive in Japan then. So, yeah, they got a cult following in the Far East. Wow. So, yeah. I'm trying to think why. Like, there's no content. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no. They're not no. like that big. They're not. They haven't got much in them. They're just kind of, they've got some catchy songs, but like I say, they're very quiet and mellow and soft. Maybe that's what they like over in the Far East. Must be. So, yeah. So I'm guessing a video album is like... Must be like a DVD. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Obviously, Japan are always ahead of everyone on technology. So before DVDs, they were doing video albums yeah. in the way that we now have DVDs. Yeah. So, yeah. Mad. Never seen a video album. No. Their chart success over here was 1981, Easier Said Than Done, number 12. Oh, okay. So I don't know if I said that they had two top 10 singles. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, So 1982, Nightbirds, number nine. Right. 1982, Streetwalking, number 38. Mm, Okay, I can get that. Streetwalking weren't that great. 1982, Invitations, number 24. Mm. 1983, Dark Is The Night number 15 and then 1984 down on the street also number nine okay they're two top tens i'll take because they were they were the two like down on the street was my favorite but it was nearly night birds they're like the two yeah. that i enjoyed the most so yeah. i get that okay so um on to freeze yeah with a extra e in the freeze yeah but they don't even have an e on the end there's no extra e they just moved it from one side of the z <laughs> to the other side it's really annoying true, actually yeah. and to write it i feel like i'm just constantly writing e's it's so annoying and then they've got their song southern freeze that is spelt the same way as their name and it's just oh gets very long writing all these e's jeez <laughs> that, but that was the first thing that i was going to say it annoys me that the name is spelt wrong <laughs> It's the most annoying thing. Like, it's not like they've changed it in... They've got the same amount of letters as how we would spell yeah. freeze. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. frustrating. Just yeah. yeah. Oh, I hope they're not losing points from you just for the name, the way they spelled freeze. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not that petty. <laughs> I could be. Um, but these have definitely got to be sold, no? So, freeze are John Rocker, the singer-songwriter. Mm. Adam Stennett on keyboards, Peter Mars on bass or mass, M-A-A-S on bass, and Paul Morgan on drums. They were formed in 1978 in North London, England. Oh, okay. By a rocker. So uh, John Rocker was the founder, singer, and he's a songwriter. And they are a jazz funk, and their class also is electronic music. So I don't know whether there's a a song in there that's electronic. no, I've never. Really I didn't think so. Like, ah, they have got in one of their videos. One of them's holding like a keyboard thing. Well, they are. They're as I said, Andy Stennett keyboards. 
But I've never seen a handheld keyboard. But then uh, Shack Attack had um, a keyboard. Yeah. But then me saying Soul, none of them, like, none of them are Soul. And I'm like, what is Soul no, they're then? Just funk. It's the, maybe, they're jazz funk. So maybe, funk. you know, like when I'm like, but both oh, those and Shack Attack are classed as jazz funk. Okay. Maybe, yeah. All right. If jazz funk, then that I'm hearing and I'm just going to Soul. I don't know. So there's not, I don't know, there's not much really from these and not many songs um but they on the first listen i was like i can't do it they're very instrumental can't do this like i don't know what to do but the chorus as me going gets me tapping along and they're all quite similar southern freeze was really up my street and to be honest so was pop goes my love but yeah like i say they're quite instrumental so you're kind of waiting for them to sing a bit and then it goes back a bit and yeah but then when they're singing it's got that catchy feeling to it and you're like, oh, I like this. Yeah, but there weren't many and they didn't no, change no. the way they sounded. They didn't bring anything in. They didn't do much else. And I think the reason why is the next on. bit that I'm about to tell you, the band was self-funded. Oh, so really? big record company behind it. Yeah, they then managed um, to get in the charts. They were everything. self-funded and produced by John Walker. So he was obviously... Uh, he just did everything. And um, they were on his Pink Rhythm record label. So his own... Oh, Wow. They split in 1983, although Peter Maz, or Mars, reformed the group in 1984 with new members, and they released one album. And right, okay. disappeared. Yeah. So they had four albums in the 80s, and they had two top ten hits. Ooh. And they had four hits altogether. As long as so, Southern Freeze had one. Southern Freeze, 1987. Oh, that's very late in isn't it? 63. But that was a re-release of 1981 Southern Freeze that got to number eight. Yeah, sometimes. To be fair, when you said 87, I'm like, this is very late. This is the first one you've given me and we're still on early 80s. Like, all sorts are going well, through my head. Like, I'd already just said they split in 1983 and then Peter Mars, Mars reformed the group in 1984 yeah, with one album. So, so, yeah. Well, so, no, um, 1981 it went, it, I was just very Freeze, shocked. yeah. <laughs> Southern Freeze number eight, and then it was re released in 1987 on the back of what I don't know because, yeah, because it had already, then. yeah. Um, and but it only got to number 63. Okay, uh, well, 1981 Flying High number 35, mm-hmm. 1983 IOU number two. Oh, re released also in 1987. So, whether they like released a greatest album, yeah, like a that, reunion thing, things. you know, but again, that only got to number 23 even in 1987. Yeah, but that's two. still in the charts, though, isn't it? Yeah, 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 but still, I mean, it's, it's not, yeah, yeah. Um, and in 1983, Pop Goes My Love, number 26. Okay. You like IOU, don't you? Yes, yeah, okay. It's... Oh. Hmm. They're a bit of an odd group, I think. But I think it's just the way they sound and having all the instrumentals that. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. they are quite catchy. But yeah. Moving on then to Chicago. Or we no. should be. But oh, I was like, no. Songs. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't send you any songs. I completely so hang on, Chicago on should have been I've now. I've got no notes on them. Yeah, I've got no notes on them. Um, so we'll have to, they would have fitted in brilliantly here, but I can't. Uh, so yeah, so I'll have to fit them in another time. So apologies there. So the Brothers Johnson we will move on to. Yeah, I feel like these have got the same vibes as the first two. 
not because they're obviously brothers like just the type of music but again these are quite quiet as well like freeze they're quite no not freeze Shack Attack that was quite quiet no freeze were quite both were quite quiet anyway they're quite quiet in their vocals um so it's quite hard to hear what these are saying as well but I think there's a lot of focus on like the music and the sound this week and not in a sense of them being instrumental but in a sense of that's how that's how you get the real vibe of the song it's how you know how it's going to feel and they have throughout the song they do have periods where it's just instrumental I don't think Sister Sledge and Point Sisters have that as much but there were still you know there like I said at the beginning of some of their songs they got you knowing what was coming um so these are these are the same I wish there was more of these to listen to. I only got three. I wish there was more. I want to see whether they changed the way they were, whether they got more upbeat, more chill. Like, do you know what I mean? Because they have got that balance. They have got that nice upbeat. I wouldn't say disco. They're not up there with the girls, but they have got that higher tempo than Freeze and Shack Attack. But then they've also got their more chilled out. And I think that's where the softness of their voices come from. And in their videos, they've got very 70s look, you know, like a bit of bold print in their shirts or wearing sunglasses. But they're very, I don't know, they look very clean, very suave, I'd say. So, yeah, okay. enjoyed right. these. But, uh, yeah, I wish there was more to compare. Yeah. The Brothers Johnson were George Lightning Licks oh. Johnson and Louis... E. Johnson, also known as Thunderthumbs. So are they not officially, they're not biological brothers? Are they, are they yeah, brothers? Yeah, they're brothers, yes. Johnsons. Oh, right, okay. You didn't say the Johnson at the end of that one. Who, and they both went by their nicknames, as I say, Lightning Licks and Thunderthumbs. Very odd. <laughs> yes. But at least I've thunder and lightning, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that was it. I didn't, I didn't even see that bit. I just thought <laughs> Lightning Licks and Thunderthumbs. But yeah, like Thunder and Lightning, yeah. Uh, they were formed in 1975 in LA, okay. California. And they are an R&B and funk. Okay. Is there music? That's probably why it's, they're like the girls, but also chill like the Shaka. Who's why I put them in here, along mm. with Chicago, who I've missed out. I'm just <laughs> You're at very annoying And I yourself. really don't, I am, because I don't know where I'm going to put them. Are they a good, are they a good... Um, group like do you like them they're not my no they're, they're in this genre aren't they this isn't my cup of tea this is the last week for me i mean we have got some other you know like guns and roses uh bon jovi which are probably a bit more rocky rock than i like but we're going into the music that i grew up with and like right okay. this is still early but this is early isn't it so I you're not really not into music i would have only been what eight nine yeah you know it was not until you're like a teenager you start or 12 exploring it in your own right and i'm not at that age yet the next two weeks Uh, the end of touching are because a lot of the songs i suppose are from those groups that were still around yeah yeah but they were peak and in them so yeah but anyway that's that's for the future uh we're moving up we're sick with bob so um they started out as a support act uh, for, oh. for the likes of the Supremes, Bobby Womack, yeah, people that you don't know, but from oh, oh, I've heard of the Supremes. So yeah, from the sixties and seventies. Mm. So yeah, um, they actually split in nineteen eighty two. Oh, uh, to pursue separate projects, i.e., solo careers. I guess yeah. not that they had any real big successes. Oh, okay. I don't know of either of them as a 
as a solo project. Um, I've looked, they didn't have any, just to make sure, do I need to add them, but no. Mm -hmm. um, and then they got back together in 1984. And then um, unfortunately, Louis died in 2015, age 60, from internal bleeding or hemorrhage. Oh. They had four albums in the 80s. Okay. Seven in total, with one top 10 hit. That's got to be a stomp. However, in America, they had three number ones. Oh, so these three songs or? In different? the US R&B chart, right. which had Stomp in the 80s. Yeah. And the other two were from the 70s. Right, I'll Be okay. Good To You. Yeah. And Strawberry Letter 23. Uh, do you know what? When I was finding videos for these, I could only watch Stomp. Uh -huh. But I kept seeing there was a lot of videos to do a strawberry letter. And, and I, I probably like, should have uh, given you those. I've given you 70s and others just to give you a few more, especially as I'd missed out Chicago. And <laughs> Could have fit it in. Easy fit it so in 1976, I'll Be Good To You, which wasn't released over here, got to number three in the US Billboard chart and number one in the RMB US chart. Right. So that's a lot of that is a over lot those of, two charts. Yeah. In 1976, also, Get the Funk Out My Face got to number four in the US R&B chart. Mm. And then in 1977, Strawberry Letter 23 got to number five in the US Billboard chart and number one in the R&B US chart. Okay. So they were big in the US yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. And as I say, Stomp got to number one also in the R&B chart. So as far as England or UK, in 1980, Stomp got to number six. Not in bad. 1980, Light Up My Night got to number 47. Oh, so that was out of the... Yep. And in 1981, The Real Thing got to number 50. So I gave you oh. them to give you more songs. So they only, had, they probably, only had Stomp. I gave you them because they were in the 80s and I probably could have given you the, the 70s. 70s, yeah. Or I could have even done better and just given you Chicago, but there you go. I won't. I won't. I won't You've um, never been so annoyed at yourself. It's, it's because it fitted in this week and I've missed it. Moving on, the big question: the hits or the miss? Okay. Sister Sledge. That was a hit. I'll, I'll fill this one in for you. It's a hit. <laughs> the Pointer Sisters. I'll fill this one in for you if you want. It was a hit while you're laughing. Laughing because you're now filling in for me. Go on. Um, so yeah, they were both hits. Shack Attack. Now, I put this one as a hit, but I've also put a question mark because I'm kind of like, I'm still, I mean, I do like them and I do like quite a few of their songs. So I've gone off average, but I'm also like, will I put them on again or will it be more in a compilation that I won't skip them? But I do like them. So I'm going to keep them as a hit. I'll allow them to be a hit, but they are a questionable hit. But my first thoughts were a hit. So they are they are there. They do do something for me. They're just not as up there as probably other hits that I've had. And they might yeah. just be like, oh, I won't skip them. But I won't necessarily go out of my way to find them. But I do like them. Would you put them on in a... What, when would you play them? In a party? No, no. No? No. Okay. no. I don't know. No, these were like my bar music, aren't they? Oh, and that's why it's like, also, where would I play them? When would I play them? Because I wouldn't play them in my car. I wouldn't play them at a party. I mean, you might be able to play them at the beginning of a party when everyone's mingling and having a little, uh, like, when you're getting ready. But, yeah, they're hard to place in my life. But if they came on, I wouldn't skip them because I do. Right. 
when I've like finished a week, my 80s playlist goes on shuffle then and it plays whatever it wants. So I wouldn't necessarily skip them then, especially if they're the They were the ones I were worried about. Oh, okay. But I'm more worried now about Freeze, even though I thought IOU and Southern Freeze might squeeze I didn't really like IOU. Uh, okay. No. That's, that's Freeze are a mess. Uh, yeah, I was starting to think it might be. Yeah, no, they're a mess. They're just a bit too instrumental. I mean, as much as Shack Attack are, like, I will keep them in the hit for you, but I wouldn't... No, because I won't go out my way to play them again. But, um, but no, Freeze, no, they just didn't really do much for me. Okay. Not much at all. And then the Brothers Johnson were a hit. Uh-huh. Even like, though they didn't have many. And Chicago? Oh, no, we weren't. <laughs> Okay, next week then. Have I got Chicago? Well, I'm going to put Chicago in for next week. Well, if you give it to me at the beginning, then we can get that over and done with and I can compare. It just needs to to go in somewhere. But then I think that's why if you put it in next week, I think it's a fair I think you've just got to remember that it's going to be totally different music to the rest of the week. I won't compare it to the rest of the week. week, And I won't do my hits or what. Well, to be honest, I do my hits and misses purely on that one person, not comparing so yeah but you could be self-consciously because of the other music you've listened to that they week, could be like oh i'm not enjoying so, them yeah, this week yeah. but no i won't so, but if you give them first okay. and i'm when i first yeah. listen to so, them i'm still in this I'll mindset have on them on for next week so next week you have got chicago yeah <laughs> take you two you've got yeah bucks fizz okay i've heard of them you have got altered images no not heard of them You've got Dollar. Nope. You've got Godly and Cream. That's a weird name, but no. And you've got Beggar and Co. No. On earth. Okay. Okay. So I do wonder about the names, week. you know. Like when, when you come out with some names, I'm like, what made you pick this name? So that okay. is next week's, which will be uh, the penultimate week of series one. Got one more after that. That's what penultimate means. Last but one. Does it? Yes. I did not know that. <laughs> so this is the penultimate, <laughs> and then you got the last. Oh, I thought. I don't know what I thought penultimate meant. <laughs> I've never. I've never had to use it. So no, next week is episode. 24. 24 of 25. Doesn't feel of like we've done that many, one. you know. And that will be 1980, 81, the early 80s finished. And we can move on to the mid 80s, which will cover 1982 to 1985. Where you will be more excited and where I will be loving life. Much more excited. You might actually join in and listen to the songs with me. Well, not that far, but I, I know the songs more that we're talking about than I suppose at the moment where I'm. Oh, I can't having remember. to remind no. yourself or yeah yeah okay yeah okay that is it for this week then okay. so we will catch up next week and talk through those six groups it is now um for next week yeah that's fine okay well right. enjoy- happy listening next week i hope so it's um gonna be different for you oh i don't like that <laughs> okay okay All right, we'll see. All right, then. All right, Dad. Okay. Bye. Bye, Dad.